0: welcome to the texas values report this is jonathan Sines, president of texas values great to be with you on another glorious weekend in the state of texas still a little bit of summer left i was looking the other day and i guess the end of summer is actually sometime in september i don't know whatever you know how it is kids are back in school it feels like The season, if you will, has changed. But, hey, it's nice that there's some great weather still out. You know, it's, I don't know, over 100 degrees quite often. So whether or not that means it's still summer, it's still warm, whatever the case may be. But, look, there's a lot that there's heat on these days. I tell you what, we're going to be talking about those issues. If you're new to the show, I want to let you know we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom every week here on the Texas Values Report. You can find us at noon broadcasting live here from the greater Austin, Central Texas area, but we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all kinds of other places online. If you want to check for past shows or if you want to listen from wherever you are, if you're not accessing a radio but you want to access our show through technology a different way, you can do that. But there's a lot of heat these days on the issue of religious freedom. I, you look. There's a lot of heat on people of faith. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that today, and that's going to be talked about at our Faith Family and Freedom Forum later. Excuse me, earlier in September. So later this year, if you will, in just a couple of weeks, September 7th through 8th, here in Austin, the Faith Family and Freedom Forum. That is the Texas Values Policy Conference that we're putting on. A lot of great speakers. Lieutenant Governor Patrick has a dinner that he's going to be involved in, but the conference we've got Ken Paxton, we've got uh, who's the Attorney General, of Texas Supreme Court Justice Eva Guzman, Jimmy Blacklock, Senator Lois Colecours, we've got Ali Bestucky, we've got Kelly Fedork from Alliance Defending Freedom. She was a part of the winning team on the Cake Baker Christian Cake Baker case and pro life issue out of California. Uh, Pastor Charles Flowers and. Our guest today is going to be speaking at the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. Today's guest is Pastor Steve Branson. Pastor Branson has been the pastor of Village Parkway Baptist Church since 1994. He graduated from Lamar University in Beaumont. He's done a lot of great things in the greater San Antonio area. He is in a leadership position for the Life Choices Pregnancy Center and Medical Center. Pastor Branson, welcome back to the Texas Values Report.
1: Jonathan, it's good to be with you again. Enjoy being with you on your radio program
0: today. Well, look, you have a variety of things that you are involved in and take leadership in. You are in leadership at a church. You're in leadership in pro-life ministry. But you've also had some interactions when it comes to religious liberty, and particularly as it deals with the military. You know, there's a few cases that have been coming up over the years, and really just the past couple of weeks, that relate to how people of faith are having their values challenged and how they're being punished in the military. I know you're going to talk a little bit about that at our policy conference on September 7th and 8th, if people want to get tickets. And you can hear Pastor Branson in person, go to txvalues.org right now. Tickets are still available. But Pastor Branson, you've had some interaction with this. The San Antonio area is a very strong military community. Uh, Tell us first, um, what you've seen personally or, or inter, interacted with military folks on the religious liberty issues and their, their values, and also maybe just expand on why we see more of this happening.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's five years ago right now that all this began to take place and with Sergeant Philip Monk and myself. In fact, it literally is five years almost exactly that it unfolded. And it was something that we were not even expecting nor looking for. And I had been, uh, you and I and others had been battling against the mayor of San Antonio on some issues. When on a Sunday morning, Sergeant Monk walked up to me in August five years ago with tears in his eyes. said, I've lost my job. I've been fired in the military because I would not agree with my commander on her view of same-sex marriage. And a 22-year career was going out the window very, very quickly. And so uh, it was really a shock and surprise to everyone here, but yet it had been unfolding quietly in the military. Guys had been under the gun and pressure, but it's the first time it blew up. And so through a long process, and it was difficult, uh, we eventually were able to restore Sergeant Monk's career back, and he's one of the few to this day who won his case in the military. And I've had the privilege just to know a lot of different men who've had their careers run. And I kind of was thinking with the new president we'd see this ease up but our yeah. cultural battles uh, they're not and no. the reason is it's too its too intertwined within the culture now and so people in position leadership are still pushing some of the agendas that you fight against well that's in the right military
0: no that's right we're talking with uh dr steve branson he is the pastor of village parkway baptist church in the san antonio area he also works in a leadership position for pro-life medical center and ministry and he's also counseled and and been a resource, if you will, for people in the military whose views on marriage are straight from the Bible regarding ma- marriage between a man and a woman, and how because of those views, some of these military individuals have been attacked by other individuals above them or in positions of power. So there's a a um, email that went out this week from First Liberty where they are putting a petition to President Trump because there's a chaplain, Scott Squires, who's had his faith and his military career attacked and put on the line because of his views on marriage. And what happened, he declined to conduct a a marriage retreat that included a same-sex couple, and he simply wanted to—he made arrangements for having another chaplain be in that position. So you would have thought that it would have been enough, but apparently— some people in the military had a problem with that. And to your point, right, we've seen a change in administration. Uh, President Trump has done things to give people the impression that he supports religious liberty. And I would think that extends to the military. But it seems like, you know, obviously the military community and the divisions, there are a lot of people that are still in these positions that maybe didn't get the memo.
1: That's exactly what's going on. And, uh, You know, I'm friends with Wes Motter. He was a SEAL Team 6 chaplain that lost his position. He's the other one that I know that won, but it hurt him so badly after serving 22 years in the SEAL Team 6 and then seeing his career kicked out from under him and everything. And so he and I have even discussed, and he still is tied into everybody and hearing chaplains having difficult times. So you do have an element still running through the military, but I think the cultural battles have gotten so intense now that people are really siding up to sides. And in fact, while I was waiting to um, uh, this morning to eat breakfast and just talking, I noticed that David Horowitz Freedom Center just lost all their Visa MasterCard. They were cut off so they can't get any donations anymore because Southern Poverty Law Center labeled them a hate group. You're seeing that kind of stuff go on. And so even with new leadership in Washington, it hasn't changed the cultural battle. That's why I'm the work you do and others are doing is still going to be important because these battles are getting, I think, more intense in the coming days, especially military still seeing it. And, you know, military is top down, so you think you would correct some of this, but uh, it's still going on, and it's, it's taking an effect on these people. Uh, people don't realize how much pain and suffering a lot of these uh, men in our military are going through because they're they've given their heart and soul to our country, and then they're they're being robbed, and they've done nothing wrong. You know, the chaplain you just referenced has been a good chaplain. I I, I don't know him personally, but I know about him and I know the story. But he's been a good chaplain for a long time now. And the rules have they've changed rules on him. He hasn't changed. He's the same man he's always been. And so it brings a lot of what we call the dark night of the soul for these men. When they're getting slammed, their friends back off of them because they're afraid of what it does. Their career puts them under a lot of pressure. So I think we're really in a day that the battle's heating up. I don't think it's going down. I think it's getting stronger. And we're going to have to learn to stand firm in the midst of all of this.
0: Well, and and, and we may see, I mean, this is just, you know, me throwing this out there. I I don't know that you see some people that are in these positions that, I mean, they probably feel some momentum because you've got a U.S. Supreme Court decision that has ruled that states are required to recognize marriages of the same sex. They struck down all these state laws or they attempted to with a U.S. Supreme Court decision and other other court decisions related to that where they think there's momentum on their side to keep pushing and then try to restrict people's religious freedom rights because of some of those decisions. But some of also this element that you have a new president who has been repealing some things and pushing back against some things that not only that President Obama did, but maybe um, courts have done. And so they may you know, being a little bit more of a desperate mode to where they're being a little bit more aggressive. I don't know what the reasons are. It's troubling and it's hard to ignore. We had a meeting with Congressman John Carter earlier this week, who serves as the chairman of the Military Construction and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Appropriations. He is a congressman out of the Central Texas area. He said he's got the most uh, amount of military veterans in his district of any congressional district in the state of Texas. I thought that was very interesting. Excuse me, veterans. So I guess those who have retired, if you will, or been discharged from the military. And we were talking a little bit about these challenges on religious liberty and these attacks and how they're growing. We were talking to him about the adoption and foster care issues because they're working on legislation at the federal level, even though we've passed that at the state level. And so, you know, you turn one way, you turn the other way, you see these challenges, you see these attacks on religious freedom. It's so historic, though, in the military, right? You think about chaplains and things of that nature, and you think about some of the stress that the people in the military could be under and how important it is for them to have someone of faith that they could turn to. You know, I just think this really is not a good situation for the military if they're sending the message one way or another that people of faith that believe what the Bible says are no longer welcome to be part of the military, because that's the way it appears.
1: And I agree with you, and I think that's been part of what's been going on. Back when the Sergeant Monk story was going full blast, uh, he wasn't the only story in my church. That's part that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, There were six or seven other men in my church going through a similar thing that Sergeant Monk was going through, and it had to do with the sexual issues and the marriage issues, because Lackland at the time was a hotbed of just things messed up at Lackland Air Force Base. And one of the reasons we were able to solve Sergeant Monk is because it was a big issue and everything. But I lost uh, six or seven families out of my church to retirement because good men got tired of the battles. And they, they saw what happened to the Monk. They saw what happened to West Motter. They saw what happened to several other men across the nation who tried to do that which was right. And they decided to get out early. And retire i lost a couple colonels i lost some great uh, uh training instructors great men and and what's the tragedy is many of the guys and i've served a pa- i pastored a military church most of my life so i never served in the military but i've i've been around the men and women who served and i tell you they, they love their country uh, they love the lord they, they, they live good lives they have good families Uh, they've given much, they've been in Iraq, they've been in Afghanistan, and then to come home and because you don't agree on marriage and then find your career in trouble are to be set up as some of them have been set up. That's a lot of times not a story that's known.
0: No, you're right. And let me jump in real quick real here. Pastor Steve Branson is talking with us. He um, leads a church in San Antonio, a very strong military community. You're absolutely right, Pastor Branson. It certainly seems a lot of times, whether someone's set up or whatever the case may be, it's not as if the chaplains are walking around picketing military offices with a sign that says marriage should be between a, be between a man and a woman, and then they get punished. They're simply doing their job. A lot of times they're withdrawing from situations, or like I believe when, in Sergeant Monk's situation, someone you know, quote-unquote found out that he believed marriage between a man and a woman, and then they tried to press on him about it. And so, you know, that is oftentimes what we see: is these people are just trying to do their job and respect their own conscience, and because of that, someone tries to find out more and tries to, you know, create a situation where they can be punished. This is what um, the the email from First Liberty says: that last year, May fourth, twenty seventeen, President Trump issued an executive order. That said, all executive departments and agencies shall, to the greatest extent practicable and to the extent permitted by law, respect and protect the freedom of persons and organizations to engage in religious and political speech. So this includes the U.S. military. And and, and the letter continues, why then did the Army violate Chaplain Squire's religious liberty? You got to wonder. And so, but... It is also troubling, too, when you see people leave the military, they retire because of some of this. But you can understand why. You can understand why they, you know, maybe they're later in their career and they feel like they've had enough. And that is a shame, though, if we see a trend where we continue to lose people or, God forbid, people are discouraged, if you will, or or aren't as motivated to serve in the military because they think um, Christians aren't welcome.
1: Yes. And... And, I, I, and then for those who are listening, if you if you ever get to be friends with someone who is experiencing this, they need your friendship more now than they'll ever needed any time in the past. Because I can tell you a lot of these people that you're referencing and everything else had many of their friends in the military back off of them because they were afraid of the repercussions that were coming their way. In fact, Sergeant Monk and I had a joke that we used to say that people would tell us, we got your back, we're way back there way back away from you. They didn't want to be close to us because they were afraid of the ramifications that come. You know, if you truly have the, uh, the spirit that we're supposed to have in Christ Jesus of humility, that means other people are more important than yourself. That's why standing up is so important nowadays. It's because we care about the people who are around, and we want the best. And so when you see somebody like this that is getting hit hard, you need to Join in encouragement. You need to send an email. You need to text them. You need to stand with them, not be ashamed of who they are, because a lot of times these guys are getting hung out, and they're isolated, and they really go through that dark of night where it looks like everybody has abandoned them, and they struggle. Their emotions are up and down through all of this. I've been in counsel with many of these people, and it, it's a tough, tough time that they walk through. And so that's one of the reasons I got involved. Somebody asked me one time, why are you doing the stuff that you do? I said, because they're my friends. You do not abandon your friends when they're hurt. You stand with them, and you don't. If you take the hits, you take them with them, and you do that. You, that's how we were able to win with Sergeant Monk. We just kept standing. We stand and we stand, and we 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 were good. We spoke right. Uh, we spoke the truth. We stayed with him. Eventually, it restored back his career. So those listen to me. You never know when somebody around is going to be one of the ones who's attacked. It could be the bathroom issue in your school district. It could be. Uh, a soldier whose career is being ruined. It'd be somebody whose job they're losing because of their values would say, hold, you need to be with them and stand next to them because they're strength in number, and we can win this battle if we'll stand firm in Christ.
0: Well, and you have to wonder, too, uh, you know, look, and a lot of these things started before President Trump became right. president, uh, but now he is president, and so the responsibility is on him. But we started to see this trend, you know, six, seven years ago where— if not more recently where you have the military you know changing policies to allow people that are men biologically but want to be a woman a woman you know all these transitions and changes that they were going to allow regarding people that consider themselves transgender and that the military was spending all their time focusing on this and then well I won't say all their time excuse me a lot of time spending on that and then that was kind of the trend but then there was these attacks on religious liberty and so you, you have to wonder if you're a young person or whatever age you are, what's going on over there? I mean, you know, things have seen, seem to change so drastically and there's been so much time. You know, I mean, how do they even have time to be prosecuting people like uh, Chaplin Squires, which I think is unlawful to begin with or unjust? I mean, the, the email from First Liberty suggests that he could end up in military prison. I mean, what are we doing over there? So, but look, and, and to your point, that's why people need to be more engaged. That's why people in the military community need to know that we do have their back. And so I'm sure a lot of people in the San Antonio community are very encouraged that you have their back. And we're looking forward to having you at our policy conference on September seventh and eighth. Just a little mention on that again. Pastor Branson is going to be one of our speakers that September seventh and eighth in Austin. You can go to txvalues.org to get your tickets today. Use the promo code God Bless Texas. You can get a discount on the tickets. It's a day and a half conference for only thirty-five dollars. The the promo code God Bless Texas drops the price. And you know that includes lunch. We've got just an incredible list of speakers. But the goal is, Pastor Branson, to make sure people understand what the current status of affairs is and how they can do something about it. And I know that means something to you.
1: It does. You know, uh, I'm helping uh, the president of Havana Seminary to be able to get his uh, his Ph.D. from uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. A great young man. And a couple of years ago when he first started, I took him out to eat for a steak dinner in Fort Worth because their beef is so bad in Cuba and he wanted some good, something good. So we went out to a really nice restaurant. And I had just been in a meeting with Donald Trump up in New York City with some other evangelical pastors. And so he was wanting to know about that. And so we were, I was telling him about it at the dinner table in a restaurant in public with people sitting around us. When he began to pick up, push his chair back and get up to leave, and then all of a sudden he came back sat down at the table. I thought it was a little strange, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Took him back to school that night and let him out and he said, thank you. I said, I'm glad you had a good time. And he said, no, I'm thanking you for something else. When you were talking about Trump at the table, I got scared. I kept waiting for somebody to arrest us. So when I pushed my chair back, I was going to go out and stand in the parking lot. I had to get away. Then I realized I'm not in Cuba. I'm in America. He said, I've never tasted freedom till the night. Then he asked me this, Have you? do you guys understand what you have? And I said, probably not. We're so used to it. But if we don't stand and we don't work, we may be one day wishing we had because the pressures are real right now. And this is a time to stand firm and to stand for that which is good and right. Or we're going to wake up one day, and it won't be just one or two stories. There will be more than that people will be paying a huge price because of their values and their beliefs that they hold. So I really think this is an important day. I thought with the change of administration, it would ease up, but it's not, because the cultural battles are real today.
0: And hopefully with some of the people like President Trump and others that he's got around him, because I know some of the people that are working in some of these positions under his leadership in D.C. now that are part of his team, if you will, and they do share our values and so Mm -hmm. that is encouraging that we know we've got some friends up there but that's why we need to sound the alarm to get them involved pastor steve branson thank you so much for being our guest today on the texas values report and i look forward to seeing you at our policy conference on september 7th and 8th right here in austin thank you and you have a good day and i'll see you soon all right god bless you sir well that's great to have his perspective and you know he does travel quite a bit pastor branson does um outside of texas oftentimes the DC to be a resource and help and to stay engaged on some of these issues. And that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to go to where the power is, if you will, if you got to go all the way to the, to Washington, DC, you got to talk with the president, whatever the case may be. And so, I mean, I do think there's the impression that Donald Trump, president Trump is supportive of religious freedom in these type of situations. And so I think as more of these things uh, make their way up to the top. Hopefully, we'll see these things stop stop happening, or these uh, military people like Chaplain Scott Squires get some relief. And it's great to see our friends First Liberty involved in this particular case. You know, First Liberty's CEO Kelly Shackelford is a member of our board, and so you know we don't work on these issues outside of the state of Texas, if you will, working on court cases for chaplains and things of that nature, but we can certainly use this information to educate people about what some of our friends are doing here in Texas. We did get some time, I mentioned this earlier, to spend some time with Congressman John Carter, who is in the central Texas area and he had been doing some work on religious liberty recently, putting an amendment on an appropriations bill that supported religious freedom for adoption and foster care agencies who have had their values and their uh, rights attacked. And a lot of these adoption foster care agencies had just stopped or indicated that they were going to stop providing these free resources, this charitable service, because threats of lawsuits. Uh, There have been lawsuits in other states against these faith-based entities. And just to give you some good framework, you're talking about oftentimes a church-based entity, a Christian-based entity. Sometimes they're you know, they're um, a part of the church in name, right? Some of them are, you know, um, Texas Baptist Home or whatever their name is, Catholic Charities. So it's not as if it's something, and not to suggest that the names always have to be that way, but it's not as if it's a surprise to people that they're faith-based, you know, that they have some type of uh, creative name. And so you have these type of entities that have been serving children and families as far back as we can think of in our country's history, that's been a part of what they do. And now some people in the government want to shut them out and not allow them to do that as part of their normal work because their beliefs are that marriage is between a man and a woman and life begins at conception. Well, that's not anything new. They've always believed that. I mean, what, what are we doing here? So J- Congressman Carter was a part of helping this effort at the federal level. We were talking to some pastors about it so that they can get a little bit more educated on what's going on and what their rights are and to let them know there are groups like ours that if they need help, we can write legislation, we can deal with litigation, we can give people insight on these issues— so they don't end up self-censoring, or they don't withdraw from these type of services because someone told them the law says this, and and someone inaccurately stated the law. We see that happen all the time. So it was great to meet with uh, Congressman John Carter, meet some of his staff, and to be with some pastors, some leaders, some senior pastors from around the central Texas area. I know that's something you'll continue to see us do. And you can Talk with some folks that are working on these issues at the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. That's the Texas Values Policy Conference that's coming up on September 7th and 8th right here in the Austin area. Tickets are still available. We've got two weeks left. Go to txvalues.org. That's T-X like the state, txvalues.org, to get your tickets today. It's going to be a great lineup. Uh, Tickets are are getting purchased. Seats are filling up. We want you there. The, The room only holds 200, so don't wait too long. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be talking more about these issues as we move forward. You'll start to hear us talk a little bit more about the elections as we get closer to the general election, about the Supreme Court hearings for Justice Kavanaugh, and also finding out what's going on in public schools. We're starting to get a lot of information and contact from people now that they're going back to school. They are not happy about what's going on in the area of sex education in our public schools. We'll be talking more about that next week on the Texas Values Report. So... In case you missed it the first time, we are having a Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, Texas Values is. It's a policy conference. We're going to educate you about the issues of religious liberty, marriage and family, life, privacy, who's not supposed to go into which bathroom, all of those issues that are unfolding. Many of them are very new. People don't even know. I was talking to someone recently that's very involved or stays aware of a lot of issues. They had no idea there was a U.S. Supreme Court case on a Christian cake baker Um, on their religious beliefs that was a victory and you're going to hear more about that from one of the lawyers that helped with that case kelly fedork at the texas values policy conference the faith family and freedom forum go to txvalues.org to get your tickets today